Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert on a Wednesday. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Las Vegas at our VSIN studio at a circus sportsbook. Got a fun show on tap, including in just a few minutes, the legend himself, Brent Musburger, will be in studio with us. So let's get into our top five stories. Things we need to know that impact us is better so that we can welcome on in Brent. Despite all the news last night that Giants quarterback Daniel Jones would probably not be available on Sunday in Miami. I don't think so. Maybe not so fast. Head coach Joe Judge told reporters earlier today that they're not going to rule anything out right now and that Jones himself said he's going to go through the week preparing as if he will play. ESPN has reported the belief for his availability on Sunday is 50-50. Mike Glennon waiting in the wings to start if Jones can't go. Giants are fresh off a 13-7 win against the Eagles. Four and a half point road dogs in Miami in the early window. Total in that one, 41. Another quarterback trying to go on Sunday, Kyler Murray, who said he is hopeful to play in the Cardinals' work week 13 game against the Bears. Murray has not started a game since October 28th against the Packers, dealing with an ankle injury. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury used the same work to describe Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, both of their potential returns. Nothing confirmed yet, but the star players are at the very least appearing close to game action. Colt McCoy has started the last three games in Murray's absence. Arizona, seven and a half 
point favorites at Chicago. Thursday night football right around the corner with Cowboys and Saints. And I feel like every day we're getting some sort of injury or COVID-19 update. Today, wide receiver Amari Cooper was removed from the COVID-19 protocol list. Will travel with the Cowboys to New Orleans. Cooper, who's unvaccinated, had to isolate himself for the last 10 days per NFL rules. Missed two games. As recent as yesterday, though, Mike McCarthy said Cooper was still not feeling the best. Fellow wideout C.D. Lamb has been a full participant this week as well after missing last game in concussion protocol expected to return. And additionally, Jerry Jones is on the radio saying defensive end Demarcus Lawrence looks like he could be back this week uh, after breaking his ankle to practice after the opening week game. As for the Saints, Taysom Hill has been taking first team reps at quarterback. Battling a foot injury, but looking likely that he could start. And still TBD on running back Alvin Kamara, who's been limited this week, still dealing with the after effects of a knee sprain. Mark Ingram, though, has been a full participant. Cowboys minus four at the Saints this week. In the NHL, Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon is expected to return tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs after missing eight games with a lower body injury. McKinnon just returned to practices on Monday, so could be a little bit of rust. But the Avs went 7-1-0 in his absence. Now they're facing the arguably the hottest team in hockey as of late. They've won four, the Maple Leafs rather have won four straight, nine of their last ten. Abs plus one ten on the money line at the Leafs. Six NHL games, by the way, coming up tonight. Uh, last one here in our top five. The college football playoff rankings came out last night, and not a lot of shockers, but. There were some movement there. Georgia still number one atop the whole shebang. Minus 220 favorites to win the national championship. But Michigan jumps from five to number two, also up from 40 to one prior to their win against Ohio State to now plus 850 in the national championship odds. Alabama stays at three and Cincinnati four at 16 to one. And uh, number one on the odds board, number one in our hearts, number one in everything, Brent Musburger. How are as we you, welcome Stormy, you in. Stormy, I'm looking at those uh, college rankings they put out last night what they put the fighting irish down because the coach left Isn't, they still got the players there i know he's not going to coach in whatever bowl game it would be how crazy is that though to think that even if they played in a cfp game that brian kelly wouldn't be coaching it's just such a bizarre situation right now in college yeah but football. i certainly would not penalize the team if kelly and obviously he's gone he went right. he went to lsu but i don't think they should be held down i guess i'm surprised that they well, Oklahoma State was pretty good against Oklahoma, so so be it. And now Oklahoma State has to deal with Baylor this weekend in the in the Big 12 championship game, and the Irish uh, just sit there and and wait for a couple of upsets, I guess, to jump into the uh, top four. Yeah, I think about that with the independent teams in general. Like BYU is still holding out hope so much as an independent. Can we get a New Year's Six bowl? I, I mean, True. they're 12th right now, but can they? They don't have a conference affiliation, which makes it tough. Yeah, it makes it much more difficult because. With the conference affiliation, you've got this final game mm-hmm. coming up this weekend, and it's going to be it's going to be very exciting. Where are you headed? I don't have a conference championship assignment this week, so okay. I actually you get to watch. I get to hang out. Are you going to be betting? You have an eighteen parlay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, I should. <laughs> Let's get it. I, loves more legs parlays. than a spider is that commercial that we always hear. Um, but I was curious though, just because you bring up Notre Dame right off the top, that was an absolute shock to me. As a Notre Dame fan, especially. Uh, Me too, okay? Now, um, with Lincoln Riley, I was not that surprised because I had been told several weeks ago by someone who knows down there that Lincoln was unhappy with Oklahoma going to the SEC because Oklahoma loves to recruit the state of Texas. 
And for the time being, they only had one SEC school in there, and that was Texas A&M. Now, by adding Texas and Oklahoma, what you do is you swing that recruiting door wide open. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Here comes Alabama. Here comes Arkansas. Here comes LSU. Even Georgia will jump in on some kids. And, and their families like to be able to watch them. It is a big recruiting tool when you're able to say, hey, you know, Johnny comes here to this school, but we're coming in here. We'll be playing games in Texas, mm-hmm. and it's closer to your home, et cetera, et cetera. And Lincoln also gets to go to Southern California, okay? Not and a bad place to No, live. because if you can turn USC's program around, which I think you will, and I think you'll do it quickly, okay, that also is a recruiting hotbed and not nearly as much competition as you are now going to have in the state of Texas when the SEC barges in full force. So I wasn't surprised by that. However, LSU made Coach Kelly an offer he couldn't refuse. Okay, if you look at if you look at the terms of that and the 10-year contract, uh, he'd done all he could do, he felt, at Notre Dame. Uh, but I was surprised, I must mm-hmm. say. I was really surprised by the offer that LSU made to Coach Kelly and uh, wish him well. I was around him a lot, especially at Cincinnati. He's a good guy. Every, a heck of a coach. Everybody's making such a big deal out of the comment, rightfully so, because a week prior when he was asked if he would ever leave Notre Dame aside from retirement, he said, you know, if the fairy godmother brought the $250 million check, we'd have to look the at it. The fairy godmother showed I up. I said the fairy godmother was wearing purple and gold and rolled up in a yeah. bring truck. Like, that's pretty much how the that The fairy godmother out. is a raging Cajun, <laughs> and here they come, okay? The stuff that you were mentioning, though, with um, Lincoln Riley in California, California. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the kid's name off the top of my head, but he, for the 2023 class, yeah, jumped, jumped like yeah. immediately. We Along saw that this morning. Because the coaches are the most important thing mm-hmm. for those youngsters. Who are they going to be joining up with? Okay. Um, They're not on campus yet, right? No, no. <laughs> and I'm not sure on if campus. I'm a kid and I got to choose between going yeah. to Norman and going to LA, like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to go to LA? And, and also, I know that some Notre Dame fans in particular are probably unhappy with Coach Kelly. Leaving, but with the early recruiting period, those schools can't afford to wait on the head coach, okay? They've got to move in and move now mm-hmm. on recruiting, and so that's why that's why he had to leave. Yeah, they don't have the NFL tampering yeah. rules, right, or that type of different timeline. Um, just while we stick with college football here, though, obviously sure. it is conference championship week. Sure. Um, let's talk about the big one first, Georgia-Alabama. First time in years. Alabama has been a dog, and first time this season that Georgia has not been a double-digit favorite against somebody. So that just goes to show this is a clash of the titans. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, Alabama is very lucky to have survived last week. So lucky. Okay. So lucky. I happened to watch. I, I happened man, to watch the end Auburn of it. Honestly, I don't do a lot of in-game, but in this particular instance, third quarter, midway through the third quarter, Auburn led ten nothing. Okay. So I was able to get Alabama pick them. But then I really had to sweat it out the rest of the way, okay? And I was so happy when the Auburn coach, after your first overtime, okay, uh, after the second, they go to the two-point conversion rules. But when you have a gimpy quarterback, as Auburn did in that situation, and you trail, you score the touchdown to tie in the first overtime, okay? Mm-hmm. And now you got to either go for two or kick the extra mm-hmm. point. I was so happy when he kicked the extra point because, in my opinion, I would have immediately gone for two. Yeah, I'm have, like, no Auburn fans were with you. <laughs> I would have said, we're going. We're, yeah. we're going to either win or lose. This is the best position we're ever going to have in this situation. I, I'm sure he's probably Yeah, uh, Brian Harson's probably kicking himself Oh, he's kicking that. himself for not going. Especially with a gimpy quarterback, okay? That made it even more urgent 
to step up and go in that situation, okay, and, and attempt to win the game. But now having said that, maybe Bryce Young won the Heisman with that 97-yard drive in the closing minutes of that game, closing minute actually. Uh, it was fortunate for Alabama that the running back for Auburn uh, when they had to punt out in that series, did not get out of bounds because mm-hmm. that allowed Alabama to have extra time to get down the field to score that touchdown. So there were so many small little reminders of the difference between winning and losing at small situations like that. Now, let's talk about Saturday. My feeling is that if Alabama gets ahead, they've got a chance in this game, okay? The pressure is going to be completely on Georgia in this game. Everybody expects them mm-hmm. to win, stay undefeated, and be the number one seed. Everybody. Yeah, they haven't had a close game. But if since Alabama week one. gets ahead of them, the pressure builds on the coaches and the players, and that gives the tide a problem. I believe that if Georgia jumps out 10 0 quickly, mm-hmm. I think they'll roll, okay, because that defense is that good. I, I talked to two NFL scouts. One of them says there's four players on that Georgia defense that he thinks could go in the first round. The second scout was not quite as positive as that. He said it's a good college defense. Not quite sure about some of the teams that they've played this year. Florida, he mentioned, because they're not as good as, uh, as they once were. It's going to be a heck of a game. And, of course, here, here at Allegiant Stadium, mm-hmm. you know, the Pac-12 championship. I know. Coming up, Arlene and I are going to go down there, Oregon, Utah. And that's going to be the big one. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun one, too. I always, You know I get up for the Pac-12. I but know. We'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break sure. because I do want to get your opinion on are you with the Ducks or are you with the Utes? Utes obviously had the big win in Salt Lake, but neutral site's a little bit of a different animal. More college football with Brent when we come back and a, a little game of true or false NFL edition. We'll see. We'll see how Brent does with this one. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford 
Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here in Las Vegas, my guys in the desert, Brent Musper with us for the full hour and we're going to start off this segment with a game of true or false should these statements be true or false Brent's going to tell us Tom Brady should be the MVP favorite right now he's plus 350 yeah why not uh, you know the Buccaneers uh, obviously headed back to the playoffs to defend their their Super Bowl championship a couple of the players have fallen away uh, Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes Dak Prescott they would have been up there with him. You can see their numbers are a little bit higher. An interesting case with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is elite, had a great year, but I honestly believe the voters will hold it against him that he did not receive the vaccination for COVID and then sort of misled everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. So as of right, but I, there is a long shot that I, that I would not give up on, and that's exactly. Kyler Murray, okay? Kyler Murray... I'm a little bit surprised at plus 1,400. I know he missed a couple of games, and uh, they were still able to win without him. But if this team comes on and makes a late push here in the last month, I can see Kyler, especially if the Cardinals wind up with the number one seed, which they hold right now. If they can maintain that 
particular spot in the NFC, I think he's going to be a strong candidate. I think he'll push Brady. Yeah, you just got to see if he stays healthy, right? That's, exactly. That's the whole thing. But 12-1, exactly. to 1, if you do believe Didn't you that say there was a chance on, on your top five that he plays in yep. Chicago? Yeah. Hopeful. Hopeful against the okay. Bears this week. We'll see it. if he comes back. Next one here, Mac Jones is too big of a favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Juice to minus 300. True or false? Well, as a better, I say true. However, as a handicapper, I would say you've got to make him a huge, a huge favor. Chase, the wide receiver from mm-hmm. Cincinnati, was up there. He has slipped back. I see that here at Circa, uh, he was the second choice, and I see up on the board uh, at DraftKings, they've got him number two also. But yeah, I think that especially if the Patriots continue to win, and all, they've got all the eyeballs on Monday night mm-hmm. when they go up to Buffalo. Okay. Everybody's going to be watching. And if the Patriots come away with a win in that game and Mac Jones does what he's done all year and not make big mistakes, I don't see why he wouldn't coast off as a rookie of the year. Now, when it comes, if you threw all the rookies together, defense and offense, and just said rookie of the year, I got to tell you, I saw a youngster in Dallas by the name of Micah Parsons, who's one of the best young defensive players I've ever watched. He is a nightmare. When we were able to block him, we being the Raiders on the outside, they simply moved him to the inside, mm-hmm. and here he came. Now, what's interesting about that list up there, Stormy, is that Patrick Sertan, who plays for the Broncos, is the second choice at plus 750. Sertan is who Jerry Jones and the Cowboys wanted to draft, okay? But the Broncos picked ahead of them in the first round. They took Sertan, and lucky Cowboys, Parsons fell into their lap, and he is a monster. And on Thursday night, this coming tomorrow, he's going to have Demarcus Lawrence now with him, too. Freeze him up a little bit more for some more sack action. Taysom Hill wants to start. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) 100%. Last one here. Morgan will play in the Rose Bowl. True or false? Will Oregon play in the Rose Bowl? True. True. I don't think Utah. Now, listen, Utah dominated. That, that game wasn't even close, okay? But like I said, people underestimate altitude in Salt Lake City. Great crowd, great game. You pay close attention. But now you got to come back, okay? Those Oregon kids who were denied any kind of a chance to go to the playoff because of that loss, attitude, attitude, attitude. They get a second shot at Utah. So I like the Ducks tomorrow night. And I think some gamblers did too. It opened at three and I see here it's gone down to two and a half mm-hmm. already. Is that what we have on our line yep. there? Yes. Yes. So uh, there's some other people who agree with me on this. Yeah, an Oregon plus 115 money line if you do believe in them getting the win there. 50% of the Straight money up. line and 50% take the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that a long All time right. ago. <laughs> No, it's it's interesting for sure. I'm excited to watch that game here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium just because you think about how fast of a start Utah got off to in that game in their own building, 28 nothing at halftime. My only question mark, I guess, would be Utah, never been to a Rose Bowl. They're going to be really hungry. So I'm not sure if they, if what's side it's going to be is that they're going to well, have too much pressure a, a on them point. or they're so eager to be able to hit that. And they the, had they didn't have the start to the season that they wanted well, to, and they the really the Oregon quarterback has to play better than he did in Salt Lake. Or, you know, yeah, the Ducks won't be in it. Anthony Brown's an interesting quarterback. I know Mario Cristobal's really really high on him, but he doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Interesting. Now Cristobal, he's been mentioned for some jobs mm-hmm. around the country, and sometimes that can be a distraction, especially if there's truth to it. Okay, 
I actually wanted to ask you one more coaching sure. thing before we move on to other games was um, with OU's job now being open mm-hmm. and there's potential, you know, who, what names are getting thrown around for different things. One name I heard this morning that was interesting to me was Matt Rule for Oklahoma. Do you think that he would leave the Carolina Panthers? Because we all hear Urban Meyer's name. I, would, I around, wouldn't but. rule it out. Uh, Urban's not going back to college. I, I'm almost positive <laughs> about that. Um, and I wouldn't rule out the Iowa State coach. Coach Campbell, he's, yeah, Campbell. he's coached and been very successful against OU. I know they'd hate to lose him in Ames. Uh, they've done very, very well under him. But I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't at least check that out. Campbell's good coaching tree. His father was a good, was a good coach back in the day, back in uh, Ohio High School. And uh, so he's, he's done an excellent job with the Cyclones. What's the other, what, if we had one more conference championship to pick from that you're really excited about or yeah. you want to bet? You, what is it, Big Ten, well, Big 12? Yeah. ACC, Mountain West, get in there, uh, San Big Diego Ten. State. Big Ten, okay. <laughs> okay, Michigan, Iowa. Yeah, uh, honestly, honestly, I take the Hawkeyes and the points. Hmm. I'm not I'm not sure they can right win now? the game. Has it gone ten and a half? That's what I'm looking at. Okay, on it was eleven. Then uh, you know, uh, Michigan's performance was just fantastic, fantastic. That was the number one rated game of the weekend on television. And normally it doesn't beat an Alabama-Auburn game, but it did by about 5 million sets of eyeballs. So everybody watched Michigan. They played the game of the year. I'm so happy for Coach Harbaugh and the Michigan fans. But Iowa's a tricky team, and uh, the coach might be able to come up to stay close. I'm not sure they can win the game. But they might be able to stay in it for a while. I know we always worry about when you have those big, massive games like that. And like you said, Harbaugh finally getting the win over Ohio State about the potential exactly. letdown the next week. Exactly. Is that is that still true of conference championship games? especially true with youngsters, okay? Professionals are professionals, okay? And they, okay, that game's behind us. Let's get to the next one, okay? But the college kids, you know, everybody on campus in Ann Arbor, I mean, they were the Kings all week long, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Iowa, Iowa shouldn't even be in a championship game. This should have been Wisconsin. You know, we can handle these Hawkeyes. And be careful what you wish for in a situation like this. Uh, I know last year Northwestern hung in there for a time with Ohio State in that championship game. So that that I'm looking forward to. I do love that. You spend all week long just hearing how great you are. It gets exactly. to your head a little bit, exactly. especially with those young exactly. kids. Exactly. Uh, in the Big 12, got Oklahoma State Baylor having to go up against each other again. Yeah, Oklahoma and, um, State's been good. Yeah, Oklahoma State has to win it. And again, this is another situation where if you fall behind, mm-hmm. look out. Baylor will keep running on you and uh, and can pull it off. And the line's not that big. I mean, Cowboys are favored, but only by five uh, with an over-under of 46 and a half. Unlike, uh, unlike my guys at ACC, Wake Forest and uh, Pittsburgh in the ACC championship in Charlotte, 72 and a half. No defense. We don't believe in any defense in that game. The game, game, oddly enough, like I feel weird. I could care less about the ACC championship game this year for whatever reason. I am so invested in Cincinnati, Houston, and wanting to know if the if if the Bearcats are able to dominate that game like they need to to cement themselves in the top four. Yeah, we all want to see them in the top. We all do. We We need a group of five in there. That's what makes the college basketball. That's what makes March Madness. Is the underdogs, okay? And on that first weekend, there's always a couple of them in advance, you know, and even one of them will make it through to the Sweet 16 or something. That's a great attraction of college. And I think everybody, you're pulling for your own team. 
to get into the Final Four. But I can't imagine any football fan not pulling for Cincinnati, uh, one of the little guys, to finally make it. It would be great. And it would be brutal if the committee decided, hey, we had you in the top four the last couple of weeks, but, you know, yeah, now we do we, our final ratings. We ranking. like this win better. No, they've got them positioned. If they, if they take care of business against Houston, okay, I honestly believe they are going to make the Final Four this year. They're, if they were sitting fifth, I wouldn't be so sure. But they're sitting in, they're sitting they're sitting in, in it. They're sitting in right a good now. spot. They're sitting in a good spot. Just make sure Georgia handles business, too. That that could help. To yeah, make they have sure to get rid of Alabama. you got to get rid of Alabama. Yeah, you're right. When we come back on My Guys in the Desert, time to talk Raiders with the voice of the Raiders himself. You Stick with it. us. To my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome you back here to my guys out of Circus Sportsbook. Stormy Bonantoni and Brent Musburger with you. And time to make Brent be a little bookmaker, Brent. <laughs> I'll be bookmaker blonde, too, with, oh, this, with this hat out of here. Oh. Um, bookmaker Brent, if these matchups were in the Super Bowl tomorrow, and we're doing this based on seeding of where things are in the NFC and AFC right mm-hmm. now, what would you have the odds be? Buccaneers against the Chiefs. Buccaneers minus two and a half. Okay. Packers, Bills. Packers minus two and a half. Cardinals, Pats. Pick them. Pick them. Ooh, that's interesting. Cowboys, Ravens. Ravens minus one and a half. Which one of these is the most likely to be the Super Bowl team? Buccaneers versus Chiefs rematch, I guess, would be the... Uh, you think so? You think the Chiefs could get it done in the well, AFC? Well, the reason why I don't want to go to the Bills or the Patriots right now is, first of all, they've got that game on Monday night, and, and one of them is going to suffer a, a major setback uh, head-to-head against each other, and they play a couple of times. I don't think the Ravens are going to get close to the Super Bowl, to tell you the truth. Uh, but I, I would not eliminate the Buccaneers or the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs have a game lead on the Raiders and everybody else in the AFC West. And what people don't realize is they figured out their defense. Forget their offense, okay? They're still kind of erratic, unusually erratic, but not that defense. That defense has come on. And when you take a look, and I saw them in person, what they did to the Raiders here at Allegiant Stadium, that is a very, very difficult defense to move the ball and score points. In. You mentioned the Ravens not sniffing potentially the Super Bowl. Right. They are currently the top seed yeah. in the AFC. How long do they hold on to that for? Uh, well, believe it or not, I think they could lose this week at Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. Bold prediction. As bad as the Steelers really are and as much help as they need, um, the Steelers historically, historically, have played very well against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And believe me, Pittsburgh will be alive. I mean, if, if this game was in Baltimore, I, I wouldn't say this, but this game is in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are being put down. Uh, they were embarrassed by Cincinnati uh, last week. You're never as bad as you look when you lose a game in the NFL. It, it's hard to convince the public of that. Uh, 
There's so much elite talent in the National Football League. Uh, the Steelers might have some difficulty running the ball. That's the one thing about the Ravens. They have been able to stop the run. Uh, Big Ben looks awfully stationary. You get the ball out quickly in that. And I don't but they're think, catching four I don't four think and he half. practiced today also. I don't know if that's that right? much to read into because mm-hmm. he is an older player. And right. Like you said, Mike he's like got a the tree. day off. Yeah, exactly. Have those vet days off. Yeah. But and his career is winding down. I don't think anybody uh, hasn't seen that. This could be his last year as a starter in Pittsburgh. But I don't rule them out. Um, the Ravens have been erratic. I mean, listen, they win a game and Jackson throws four interceptions. Wait a minute. How does that happen? You know what I'm saying? Legitimately. Well, and it seems like ever since that Miami game, when they got upset on yeah. Thursday night football. That blitzkrieg that the Dolphins threw at them. <laughs> things have been They were weird. coming on every play. Yes. <laughs> well, as we promised the people, let's talk a little bit about these Las Vegas Raiders because they sure. just had a big win on Thanksgiving Huge. against Dallas. How much of a jumping off point can that be uh, and coming into this week facing a Washington football team? Well, it's all in front of them. It's, it's, it's not easy, Okay. Uh, they're favored against Washington. They have they have a couple of big advantages um, against Washington. First of all, let me, let me just say Washington is a better football team than you think they are. Okay, hey, but it's a short turnaround. They had to go on Monday night, so now they have to travel to the Pacific Time Zone to play a game. They suffered a number of it. There were there were two or three. McKissick did not practice today. Samuel did not practice today. And oh, by the way. They have a new kicker. This is fourth <laughs> kicker of the year. They picked up Johnson off the off the Bears practice squad. And and that will set them back. The youngster has been very good kicking field goals, believe it or not. But when he got his chance, uh, he missed three extra points, okay? And that can really set you back at a game like this. Now, Coach Rivera will try to dominate the clock. He had the ball against Seattle for over 40 minutes. Over 40 minutes, okay? Making it very tough on Russell. I think Russell. it was like 41-40. Yeah, it was Crazy. unbelievable how much they done. That's what Rivera will attempt to do, okay? He believes now with this team, just shorten the game as much as he possibly can. So first down becomes critical for the Raiders because if you can keep them in second and long, third and long, they have to throw the ball more often than not. But they get themselves in second and third and short. They can keep that running game going, okay? Now the Raiders... Played their best game under all circumstances uh, Thanksgiving in Dallas. Deshaun Jackson, I'm sure that that 56-yard touchdown gave the kids a huge lift. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, wait a minute. This old dude could still yeah. play. And then, wonder of one, Derek Carr, when he took off, he didn't just take off for six yards. He ran 21 yards down the sideline, okay? The best run I've ever seen. Derek went on the attack, okay? There, there was a confidence level with him that I haven't seen and he needs to keep that up. And I think the coaches are a little more comfortable. I think that we have to say the owner, Mark Davis, has done a great thing. You don't read uh, my friend Ed Grady in the Review Journal. He tried to bring up a bunch of names. Nick Saban's not coming to the Raiders. But anyway, uh, Mark, Mark has been saying, no, I'm not looking for a coach right now. And that, that's great backing of your current staff. They don't pick up the paper every day and read a rumor about this guy or Mark likes that guy. He's keeping it solidly on this season, and we will see. You have to keep winning. You know, the AFC is tough. Most of the conference is either 500 or above, Stormy, so uh, so we shall see. But I do, I do like them Sunday. Uh, I was glad to see it's at two and a half, and I think is it staying at two and a half? Yeah, that's what I see. Okay. I, I do like them. Uh, over Washington, uh, but be mindful that Coach Rivera 
and the Washington football team is better than people think they are. I was curious just because you did talk about the confidence in Derek Carr, where that's coming from, from him. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his brother isn't talking to him regularly. Um, he he clearly was lost a little bit with Coach Gruden out. Um, Derek had had learned the Gruden system. John had stuck with him when there were all those rumors of all these. The Review Journal was horrible. I mean, every time a quarterback, Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, I would read. It, the problem with the Raiders last year, not not Derek Carr under any circumstance, it was the defense, okay? And they improved it, but he played with confidence. And also the coaches, coaches up in the booth detected that the left defensive back, the left corner of Dallas was having a hard time. And they went after him relentlessly. It is cold-blooded in the NFL. If they find a corner, a substitute, or somebody who's two hand, or the crew, the the officiating crew called a lot of penalties on both teams. They're going to keep going and keep going and mm-hmm. keep going. We got four interference calls on the one defensive mm-hmm. back in that game, which is unheard of in the NFL. But it was a cold-blooded attack. And then they said the defense let down. But hold on, in overtime. The ball went to Dallas first, and it was three and out, okay? The defense did their job. The one thing that fans and betters should look at more than raw stats about it, go look at the possessions. Find the possessions in a game and see what teams are doing when they get the ball on the other side of it, what the defense is doing. It's absolutely critical, and uh, the Raiders forced the Cowboys to punt a lot in that game, they must have punted about five times in that game. And, of course, the Cowboys also missed an extra point, missed a field goal, and all those things help you. Well, and we'll talk about the Cowboys more on the other side of this break, too. But just to get started, while we do have a couple minutes left here, Cowboys, yeah. Thursday night football. Now night. they're trying to bounce back, but dealing with COVID-19 issues, with their coaching staff not there. Without Mike McCarthy, do you think that's a help or a hindrance well, without I, him I'm not going to coach McCarthy yeah. down. But no, 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 I know. You have a, they have a good head coach. Right there, Dan Quinn, who was, you know, the head coach at at Atlanta before he became the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. So they've got a guy who's been through it that you can put down in charge of the team. And I think Jerry Jones had already done that. I think I had read that, okay? And and the offensive uh, coordinator, um, he'll just continue to do his job. Well, I guess that's the the reason that I ask is, are the handcuffs off a little bit on Kellen Moore for him to throw the football around or do whatever he wants well, offensively. Well, I think more important than that, did you say that Amari Cooper was off the COVID list and ready to go? Yes. He well, will be that, traving. So, that's how he the feels. Handcuffs off. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get he with he and CD Lamb both out. It was a little tricky for Kellen against against the Raiders. You got your two best wide receivers out, okay? And so they lost a lot, but with Amari back, uh, that that helps him enormously. Uh I I like the Cowboys. I normally like home teams, but New Orleans seems to be a bit of a mess mm-hmm. right now. They can't they can't get guys healthy. They haven't had their team together for all season. Then Winston went out uh, with an injury. Simeon has not been able to replace him. Uh, I'm sure they're thinking seriously about using Hill. I don't, what's Camaro? What's the what's the still report? TBD? Uh, TBD on him. Ingram did practice this week. Yeah, though. Ingram will go. Yep. Yeah, and if Camaro can't go, that's that's another big loss for them and for Dallas. Listen, Dallas looking in the rearview mirror. They got help when the Eagles lost uh, to the Giants, but Washington's right there. Yep, no question. Back here on My Guys.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are officially in December, which means the VSIN holiday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive $20 credits to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, other great gear, like the Bookmaker Blonde hat I had here on the table a second ago. Hurry up! This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Brent Musburger, I'm Stormy Bonantoni, wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert. Time for a game of fill in the blank. A couple of NFL matchups this week to see what Brent thinks about them, starting with fill in the blank. 
The biggest NFL upset this week will be blank. The New York Jets, a six and a half point underdog, will upset the Philadelphia Eagles, who are starting to struggle with their passing game. Ooh, I like that. I was about to do a long shot and be like, oh, maybe Broncos Chiefs, because it's a 10 double digit number. Could they do it? And then I looked up, you know what? Actually, Denver hasn't beat the Chiefs since September of 2015. So maybe let's not pick that up. Don't pick against the Chiefs. I'm not going to do that one. Don't do that. I'm not going to do that one. I was trying to get. Get excited. Get some excitement okay. going. Most lopsided game of the week will be blank. The Rams bounce back against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Los Angeles. So Matt Stafford finally get no more pick sixes. No more pick sixes. Stafford. He's had, a, was it, three consecutive games? It's bad. four and three games. Yep, three straight three straight losses for the Rams, too. <laughs> so they're going to put it to the Jags. Let's see if they can do it. The highest scoring game of the week will be blank. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Inside in a dome, fast track. Tom Brady and Matt Ryan will finally get use out of his tight end, the rookie Pitts, who's been very quiet the last few weeks. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I like that one. My two picks there when I was thinking of them, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, or maybe Chargers, Bengals, if the Chargers can get their offense going a little bit. Don't know about the weather in Cincinnati. That's a good point. Dang it. That's a good point. Last one. The lowest scoring game of the week will be blank. Monday night, and it's going to be a good game. New England in Buffalo to play the Bills and a couple of really good defense. We talk about Josh Allen, the Buffalo, sorry, the Buffalo attack, but honestly, the Bills' defense is, is outstanding, especially if the two safeties are healthy. They may have the best pair of safeties in the league. I'm really excited about this game because it depends on which teams show up, right? Obviously, the Patriots, six straight wins, undefeated in November. Look out, AFC, they're doing great, but... The Bills have been very inconsistent, but when they're on, they are on and really? they dominate. Absolutely. So this will be a fun one Absolutely. on they'll, they'll be going at it. Now, remember, historically, Belichick dominates the Bills. But last year, not so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bills took care of him. All right? But Bill, I'm sure, has been looking at Bill's tape all season long. Okay, he's always, he won't tell anybody that. But we know in his spare time, the teams that he goes in and looks at, and it has to be Buffalo, Mm -hmm. okay? That's the team you've got to beat in the East if you're going to win that division and perhaps even get a bye. You know, perhaps they wind up with the best record. It's a huge game. I think ESPN will have its biggest audience of the year, especially if the weather is a little off in the Northeast or the Mm -hmm. Midwest and people are home on Monday night. I think it's going to be a terrific audience. I know that we should probably at this point never underestimate a Bill Belichick-led team ever, but the way that they started the season throughout the way that they have gone on this recent stretch, I certainly did not see this turnaround. Were you surprised by it at all? No, and I'll tell you why. Belichick historically uses September as just a continuation of the preseason. And remember, they went into free agency in a big way. They spent a lot of money. And they made the move to the rookie quarterback, okay? So he was taking a look at a lot of different things in those first few games of the year. That's just how he is, okay? But then if he gets things right, like he clearly did, and he's on this run, this is the Belichickian way, okay? And comes storming down through December, okay? He's bigger than Santa Claus in Boston. (laughs) 
<laughs> Got to play the Bills twice, then they're at the Colts, Jags, and Dolphins remaining on the schedule. Yeah, two games so. now. Remember that against the Bills. Yep. Okay. And what's also important about the Monday night game is you look at that schedule, Stormy. They get the bye the next week. Right. Okay. So they put all the chips in the middle of the table on this game, and they go for it. And then they get off. They can get healthier. Uh, they can get guys ready. Uh, and and we should say I'm fascinated to see what Mac Jones does in Buffalo in a December Monday night. Okay, he has been perfect so far in terms of not making tremendous amount of mistakes. Okay, if you show the short intermediate pass, move the sticks, get the first downs, take care of business, and the defense will do the rest mm-hmm. for you. It's a Belichickian way, and and this team this team has a real chance. But we'll see. The Bills are a good football team, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't count them out. That young man who played at Wyoming, <laughs> if you've ever been to Laramie, Wyoming, yes. he can handle the weather. Josh Allen, so we shall see. I worked uh, a Mountain West championship game where Josh Allen was the quarterback. It was Wyoming, San Diego State. Negative seven degrees out there. My phone turned off. Oh, yeah. It was so cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably a little wind, too. Yeah, it was not fun. It was not fun for this <laughs> desert girl whatsoever. Um, something that's been an interesting trend sure. this year in the NFL, road teams and road dogs, more specifically, right. have done, done very well. Very well. Very well. Um, so 64, 41, and 1 road dogs. Short road dogs even better this season. So I.e. the Patriots. I was looking at them this week. Pats are one. Pats are one. Um, <laughs> Chargers plus three at Cincinnati. Giants plus four and a half at Miami. Jags plus 12 and a half at LA, which you already told me, get that one out of there. Broncos plus 10 at the Chiefs, get that one out of there. And Washington football Washington, team plus Washington two and a half at the Raiders. And like I said, we have, we have a couple of advantages, a short turnaround for the week. And if you look at the uh, Washington schedule, okay, this is the last game they play out of the division. In other words, they honestly have to feel this is not the most important game on our schedule. I mean, Take a look at what's ahead. They play the Cowboys twice. They play the mm-hmm. Eagles twice. And they play the Giants once. Now, those are the games that will determine who wins the NFC East. So it's not the most important game on their schedule. Playing the In fact, you know, Why do schedule makers love to do this to us? It's a pretty good, <laughs> it's a pretty good to, reminder to betters since, since we're down to the last six weeks here. T- take a look at the schedule ahead. If you spot a team like Washington, and I'm going to give you a perfect example of this is what what it could mean. You spot a team like Washington that's still in the chase for the playoffs if they lose the next game, and they've got a couple of injured players. Keep an eye on McKissick, Mm -hmm. okay, and Samuel, the secondary guy. If they're not going to play on Sunday, it means that the organization has said, we don't have to put all our chips on the table. For this game in Las Vegas, okay? We, we've got those two games against the Cowboys and two against the Eagles. That's going to decide our fate going ahead. Mentally, mentally, you never know about professional teams. I mean, that's, it's very, very important uh, going forward. That, I guess that's the big reason why I, why I like the Raiders mm-hmm. on Sunday. Well, and the football team, too, is a team that's teetering on the brink of the playoff spot in general right now they're at seven do you think with that schedule ahead with the cowboys and what they have to do against the eagles that they have a shot they got a chance to win the division yeah remember they won it last year okay and they played a a home game and they played a very good game i might add against tom brady and the buccaneers that's why i told all my friends this week all my friends 
Washington is better than you think they are. Yep. And the, and the Raiders can't go to sleep on this team. I mean, I, I'm listening to all these, oh, they're going to roll, they're going to roll, they're going to go to Kansas City. I just say, hang on, hang on. That was an impressive performance against Seattle. That was very, very. impressive to watch. Very. Um, one of those short road dogs that I don't think has a chance, Giants at Miami. What do you think? Tua has been so good since he's come back, yeah, 80% I, completion percentage. I, I wrote it down as a must-go in the contest on Miami, just mm-hmm. because of what you're saying. The only thing that caused me to hesitate is this Will Jones play or not. Uh, so, but, but I happen to agree with you. Okay, Tua, Tua looks like he is the Dolphins quarterback of the future. That's how well he's played in the last few games. I'm trying to figure out where this came from this season because it's almost like he had the injury and he's come back Superman, whereas he was yeah. very much so Clark Kent at the beginning of the season. Uh, Stormy, you, ne- you know, some quarterbacks need 10 minutes to get ready. And some quarterbacks need 10 games, and some quarterbacks need a couple years. I mean, honestly, you can't give up on them too quickly. Mm-hmm. You see things you like. And there's things I really like about Tua uh, mm-hmm. watching in the last, in the last so few games. Like? So, hmm, I think I will. <laughs> I'll probably put the Dolphins. In. I also have the Dolphins under nine for the season. And I'm very happy they didn't play well early in the year because if they run the table, I'm a loser. <laughs> I did just get in my ear, by the way. We've only got 30 seconds before we've got to end the show, which, by the way, this hour always goes by so fast. But Taysom Hill officially will be the starter. Yeah, the I, I, figured that's, on Thursday night. I figured that's what they were going to do. He'd be running for his life. Yeah. Micah Parsons, Marcus Lawrence. Micah is coming. Get and ready. Lawrence, Lawrence is going. Is yep, that for sure? That's, oh. that's what Jerry Jones said. Listen oh. to Jerry. I, I may make a wager tomorrow. Right? Hey, Mel. For Brent Musburger, <laughs> I'm Stormy Bonadonna. Awesome, Stormy. My guys in the Have desert. a great championship weekend. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? 
Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.